great. But here's what he did. Rhyme it. Do you know how to rhyme it? Oh, please just rhyme it. And he really gets into it. Do you know how to rhyme it? Yes, of course. We will you don't even have to think about it. So let's rhyme it today. Rhyme it. Yes. We are going to rhyme it. Just that's where he just after Ooh, ran down. Everybody, amazing! I'm not gonna remember any of it. That's good. Way to go! All over the Rams today and Rammy. I mean, now he's like on his feet. How are you guys? Who's house? Wow! Rammy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Rams Brothers. I'm your host Dean, and I'm joined, as always, by my brother and the other great host of this show, Nick. And Nick. Uh, we're like into the depths of the offseason at this point. The draft is over. We're getting ready for OTAs for minicamp coming up. Uh, but first and most importantly, how are you, my good brother? I'm good. I'm upset the Rams didn't get Wimbenyama, but overall, <laughs> I'm doing all right. Pretty ridiculous that he landed to the Spurs. I had a weird feeling earlier in the day that he was going to go to the Spurs. So did I. I was looking at Detroit and Orlando and the Pelicans and the Blazers and all the other teams that were up there. And I was like, you know what? It's destiny. He's going to the Spurs. It's like I didn't it, like nobody was talking about how the Spurs were in the mix. It it felt like Houston and maybe Orlando, mainly D- Detroit. But then I yeah, saw he went, like he gave one of these when Houston uh, yeah, was out, out of the running. He was pumped. Yeah, it was just cool to see. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes when like the Spurs, they they had Tim Duncan, and now they could potentially have something like that again. Yeah, they so. had the Admiral way back when. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, three best centers, three of the better centers in the history of the league. Basketball is so interesting, the way that that lottery works. And people were talking about it's like if Caleb Williams goes to Bill Belichick and the Patriots because that's who Popovich is compared to in the basketball world. Right. So, and then there's people are talking about the lottery and football and the, and the way that the draft is constructed. So all really good conversation, good stuff to come out of the basketball and football worlds. And basketball right now is in the heat of the playoffs. Go LeBron, go Lakers. Um, so shifting over to the Rams real quick. There's some some good, interesting information that's out there right now, I think, in terms of top-line Rams news. Um, we have recently claimed defensive back Vincent Gray from the Saints. Not sure if, if anybody's overly familiar with Vincent Gray. If you research him, you're probably going to find limited information. Six foot two defensive back, Nick. He's only 23 years old. He started as a senior uh, in Michigan. He flashed a little bit in the college football playoff semifinal against Georgia. He's on the Saints practice squad last year. And uh, they also went out and signed Ohio State defensive lineman Taron Vincent. No, not Taron Killam, Taron Vincent. He's a bit undersized, but he was productive in his five years at Ohio State University and is the son of the great Troy Vincent, who played for, I believe, Buffalo, the Eagles, a couple of other teams as well. Uh, and he's the he's the head of the player union. So, you know, we have a another coach's kid similar to the Van Jefferson situation, right? So you got some good names. Uh, you add some more defensive back depth. Um but um, there's really hasn't been a ton else that's going on. Traven Howard signed a one-year deal with the Bills. We're still waiting to see where Leonard Floyd signs. But um, that's kind of the top-line news as we see it for right now. So not a lot of ton of moving pieces. But No, and after the draft, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, I'm just <laughs> hearing a lot of – The previous years have been. It's like it's nice that it's a little more calm this time of year. Yeah, I'm just hearing that people are kind of overwhelmed with the amount of rookies um, – that are like in the building. I saw Tyler Hero was like, "Yeah, there's like a whole you know class of them." It feels like oh, they're Higby. Oh, you said yeah. Oh, you said yeah. Hero. Sorry, I, like, you're, you're, I got basketball, basketball in my mind. Tyler okay. Higby. Yeah, <laughs> Higby was talking about 
yeah, how there's just like so many rookies and they're like not afraid to ask questions and whatnot. And I was like, oh, that's good. You know, always be willing to learn. Always be curious, as Ted Lasso says. No question is a dumb question in that situation. Ask away. I think that's right. You know, be a goldfish and try to observe and have a, have a short memory. But then maybe that's not directly applicable in this situation, the Ted Lasso quote. Be forgetful when you make mistakes, but also be very memorable and make sure that you're asking the right questions in the meeting rooms um, when the time is right. And I mean, that's that's what's really interesting about, about this time of year. It's the first day of any kind of OTA, voluntary OTAs was April 17th. And then you jump into OTAs uh, May 22nd, the 23rd, the 25th, May 30th to the 31st, June 2nd, and then June 5th through 8th. And during OTAs, Nick, as we know, there's no contact that's permitted on the practice field, but teams are able to run drills, seven on sevens, nine on nines, 11 on 11. So there'll be some fun sessions and some teamwork and some probably good social media clips that come out of those sessions. And you get to see players flashing. Obviously, last year, that player was Allen Robinson that we seemingly saw in every single clip. Oh, look how great he's going to be. The cycle was in full force. But um, yeah, I, I just think that this is a, it's a time, a little bit of a time to unwind, but it's also a time that the Rams, I think, internally are kind of re-gearing and trying to re-identify themselves in terms of who's going to stand out. Are there people within the rookie class that are going to stand out? Are there undrafted free agents that have stepped up thus far in meetings? Are they making their voices heard? And I think that's really what's important this time of year. So Yeah, and figuring out if they know which way the sun sets this would be nick the one season that i feel like i wouldn't have minded the rams on hard knocks yeah i know i i you know i was just who is it this year is it like normal again are they doing like a summer hard knocks i'm not sure they might not not have announced it yet i don't think they did yeah yeah Um, that's a good question though i was thinking the same thing because i was like oh wow there's so many young people that we don't really know at all and this would be a good time Uh, I'm sure the Rams are like, for the love of God, don't ever put us on this show again. We have suffered (laughs) through like three seasons of it. Like Snead is probably like, yeah, yeah, it's it's been enough. It has been enough. They've been on it enough. And you know, the well, that's what's what's fun about it is instead of hard knocks, you get access to things like joint practices. And Jordan just announced I saw earlier today that they would have a joint training camp practice with the Raiders and Broncos this summer. So you get some exclusivity into some of the training sessions, the joint training practices that the teams are having against one another. The Raiders have been a common theme before the preseason in terms of a team that has come to Los Angeles or we've gone to Vegas or we've gone to Oakland to go, um, you know, have a joint training camp or practice against them. So mandatory mini camp, Nick, is June 13th to June 15th. So that's all after OTAs. OTAs wrap up June 8th. And then it's mandatory mini camp 13th through the 15th. So Cooper Cup turns 30 on the last day of mandatory mini camp. Something to keep an eye on. Hopefully they'll have a celebration. Big party of your Cooper. birthday. Coop's 30th. Oh, what do you know? Oh, turning great, 30. Great, great day for all Rams fans. And um, then the preseason starts August 12th. So before you know it, the whole season's going to be here. And of course, the Rams play the Chargers in the preseason every year. Of course they do. Yeah, of course. Is it Chargers, Raiders, Broncos again? I think it is. I, think it's, I know it's Chargers, Raiders. See what the preseason schedule looks like for the Rams. Where do we sit? Let's see. Official schedule release. I'll circle back to it. Um, let's see. Oh, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos. Was I close? Was that was that accurate? That's exactly what you said. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Not cool. shocking. All right. So this episode, we wanted to spend a lot of time. We're, we're essentially naming this the gambling guide of 2023. Nick, we know, you know we've had Nick's picks. We've had... Um, 
you know, some uh, some pretty detailed gambling segments, I think, on this podcast in the past. But I think that this one, in terms of just an off-season draft guide, what do we see from Vegas? What do we see in terms of total over-unders for win-losses? Where do the Rams sit in terms of Super Bowl odds, MVPs, all that good stuff? So, um, Nick, I'll let you kick us off with the odds for the 2023 season. So, Rams to win the Super Bowl. Like, you know, I don't think anybody has that on their bingo card in 2023, but never say never. Um, if you wanted to bet $100 on the Rams win the Super Bowl, you would win $6,500, which feels like it should be a little higher. I don't know. <laughs> Personally, I feel like you should win more money if you put $100 on them to win the Super Bowl, knowing how hard it is to do that. Um, and then to win the NFC West, Niners are favorite at minus 175. Um Bet 175 and you win you win a hundred dollars. If you bet a hundred, you only win around like fifty-ish. Seahawks are plus two sixty, um, which kind of I, I think is could be a really good bet. I thought they had a really mm-hmm. good draft. A uh, hundred wins you two sixty, and then the Rams are plus seven fifty. Oh my gosh! And then you you don't even have the Cardinals here, but I'm pretty sure it's like twenty five to one. Yeah, it's it's twenty two hundred. Yeah, yeah. twenty two hundred. 750. Now that sounds about right. For the Rams to win the division, if you sure. bet $100, you win $750. That sounds accurate because there I don't think there's that, that's going to happen personally. Okay. The first two are, are a little bit out there. They're a little bit bizarre. So to win the Super Bowl to win the division, would I mean lofty lofty expectations in terms of if you think that the Rams are going to win the division or the Super Bowl considering the situation, considering the state of the roster. But then you get a, it gets a little more interesting, right? To win six and a half games. They're minus 110 to go over. They're minus 110 to go under. In six years, Nick, as the head coach of the Los Angeles Rams, Sean McVay is 60 and 38 in the regular season. It's an average of 10 wins per season after a five-win season last year dropped their overall regular season win average dramatically. He's still the youngest head coach to ever win a Super Bowl. He's still the youngest head coach to coach in a Super Bowl. He's 10-7 and in the playoffs. He's coached, what, two offensive players of the year in in Gurley and Cup. With a healthy healthy roster, I mean, are you comfortable going over that six-and-a-half win total at minus 110? I'm comfortable with going over that. And then I'm going to jump the gun a little bit and take, will the Rams make the playoffs at plus 260? I think there's really good value there. Because I think, truly, think about who are seven better NFC teams right now that are on top of this Rams roster. Yeah. I mean, let's try to do that right now. So, you, Niners, Seahawks, you can say both of those. Um yeah. And then Eagles, Eagles, maybe Dallas. Dallas. Um I would go New Orleans. I wouldn't you know, I wouldn't put New Orleans over, but sure, let's throw New Orleans in there. Um and then Lions Vikings. And Lions now that's and seven both. right there. Yep. Yep. And then I think the Rams and the Giants are gonna be fighting those two, you know, uh, for, for those other spots because I think that's uh, this like a, a nine team. Or like a nine-win team getting into the playoffs this year. Maybe the Rams tie somebody along the way. Like yeah. I think that's totally possible. I think there's good value on them to make the playoffs at plus two sixty. Uh, maybe even just throw like a small like fifty-dollar bet on it because I think that's I think it's doable just because the NFC is just so weak this year. Yeah, very, I very much think the same thing. I mean, when you talk about what you know, eight nine teams. So I guess the third place team of the NFC East, which would theoretically be the Giants. 
and the third place team in the NFC West, which theoretically would be the Rams, would be the two teams that are going head to head for the eighth playoff spot, right? Or the seventh playoff spot, rather. So since mm-hmm. the NFL expanded to a seven playoff team, seven playoff teams in 2020, there have been six teams that have snuck into the postseason as wild card teams with nine wins or fewer. Six. Six total teams. It's a lot, I feel like. And uh, it, it might only take eight or nine wins, I feel like, um, for that final team to make the playoffs, as you mentioned in the NFC. And I, I give the Rams a shot if they're healthy. right? I feel like it's a small wager at plus 260 for the Rams to make the playoffs in that situation. is uh, it's, not, it's not crazy expectations. I think they could sneak in. You win a couple of late games. You figure that they should have won six games last year. but weren't for Seattle just clawing for their livelihood at the end of the season to win an overtime 19 to 16. Um, I, I, mean, I feel yeah, like with the, the healthy they should have won six last year, they should have won seven last year. Cause that Tampa Bay game was the most oh. atrocious loss ever. That was a nightmare. Um, that was such a, a putting, you know, giving Brady the ball with like a fourth and two with like, oh, disgusting. Left. Yeah. That we had horrible. him clamped, had him clamped for the entire day the game. Ugh. And yeah, so they're only favorites in five, of their 17 games this season, and two of them are against Arizona. So that works a little bit out of favor in terms of what your bet's going to look like for the Rams to make the playoffs. But that doesn't mean that they can't play spoiler a ton. Also, those lines are subject to be changed throughout the course. Yeah, just subject to be changed based on any season additions, any injuries, you know, games or schedules are shifted, time of the game is shifted, whatever it might be. So all subject to change. Yeah, it's a good call out. So that's what we've gotten so far. Super Bowl division, Rams to win six and a half games, and Rams to make the playoffs. What I have listed here, Nick, next, I think are are really interesting in terms of passing yards, receiving yards, defensive player of the year, favorite to win MVP. But let's start off with most regular season passing yards because I'm looking at Mahomes and Burrow. Like they're what, what I'm looking at in terms of MVP. They're what I'm looking at in terms of most regular season passing yards. They're both tied at plus 600 in terms of odds to win most regular season passing yards, which is not a great accolade, but it just goes to show the way that the league is transforming and, and, and how valuable of an asset it is to have a quarterback that's 26, 27 years old that can throw for 5,000 yards a season. So right. then there's Justin Herbert that's plus 700, Kirk Cousins at plus 1,000. And then after Cousins, it's Josh Allen, Tua, Trevor Lawrence, Jared Goff at plus 1,600, Dak Prescott, Derek Carr, and then Matthew Stafford and Aaron Rodgers at plus 2,200 for most passing yards this season. So do you throw a flyer on either Stafford or Rodgers in that situation? Uh, potentially Rogers. Uh, I think that the, I mean, this is a tricky one because I think people like Burrow and, um, what's it called? Uh, Mahomes. Yeah. Like both of them are, are put in situations where they throw the ball deep and they throw it far. Um, and same with Herbert, but this is, I mean, like, uh, Jameis Winston won this, like, n- not too long ago. This isn't, yeah. like, the yeah. like like the legitimate best quarterback in the league. If you throw the furthest, then you're going to, you know, right. Right. like, be the best in the, in the game. I think you have to look for offenses that are going to be pass-heavy, which is why I think circling Matthew Stafford isn't a bad idea because we do know when Sean McVay has his back against the wall, he, he like goes away from the, from the run game. Sure. And then I also think, honestly, maybe Dak Prescott because they have a new offensive coordinator and they just got rid of Zeke. So there's a chance where where they're going to be throwing the ball a crap tub. Yeah, I'll tell you who I like. I like Justin Herbert. 
Last year, he finished in second with 4,700 yards. Mahomes finished in first with 5,200 yards. The year prior, I believe it was Brady. 2021, I think, was Brady. Yeah, it went Brady and then Herbert. So Herbert's finished twice, second, twice in the last two years. So I feel like there's your underdog Probably right there. there. He went for over 5,000 5, in 2001 or 2021. Brady went for 5,300 yards in that season, which was just absolutely ridiculous in 2021. So, yeah, I, I like Herbert in that situation. Um, anybody else that kind of trickles down on that list? Kirk Cousins, I have absolutely no faith in. Josh Allen, he's too mobile. Tua doesn't have the arm. Trevor Lawrence, does, I don't know if he has the weapons to be able to get there. So I, I think that that's a good bet. Just going Justin Herbert. Yeah. Or you go, or you go Mahomes or Burrow. But then there's um, most receiving yards this season. So this one I think is really interesting because I think you could, if you really stretch it, you could make a, a compelling case to not pick any of the top three players. So this one's a little bit difficult. Jamar Chase at plus 750. What's the argument there? <laughs> T Higgins is there. You know, did they sign another tight end? Or are they going to give the ball? Like where does, you can't really like make an argument against Jamar no, Chase. No, at number one yeah, that, that just sounds right. Like it's yeah. probably going to be Agreed. Jamar Chase. It's like you could even couple that with Burrow most uh, like passing yards. And you could I think probably- that's a great parlay. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if you can parlay futures. I don't think you can, but still, like having both of those in for like a hundred bucks, you're probably gonna not be too bad off. Yeah, it depends, I guess, what sports book you're looking at. But then there's after Jamar Chase at plus seven fifty, it's Justin Jefferson at plus seven fifty. So those two are tied for for top odds. And then Jordan Addison, like he's replacing Adam Thielen. Obviously, that was one of their top picks in the draft. Is Kirk Cousins going to be the same? Like, are they going to win 13 games again with that Kevin O'Connell offense? Potentially. Um, but I feel like, you know, Justin Jefferson, the seasons that he's had, he's I think he has the most receiving yards out of any player that is in his first three seasons as a 25-year-old as a receiver. Just absolutely astronomical numbers from Justin Jefferson. So he could be, you know, obviously, he's one of the two favorites. But, like, you just have to see how that offense adjusts to losing Adam Thielen, to replacing him with Jordan Addison, any other kind of nuances, losing Dalvin Cook. Um, losing, you know, players on the defensive side of the ball, losing players up front, whatever that looks like. They just lost Zadarius Smith to the Browns. And then third, it's Tyree Kill, plus 900. Like, is Tua healthy enough? Is Waddle going to steal some of the shares? Braxton Barrios going to go for over 1,000 yards? They lost Hunter Long. They lost Mike Giusecki. It didn't matter last year. He still went over 1,700 yards. But, I mean, you can make a compelling argument against, I think, Justin Jefferson and Tyree Kill to not lead the league. So I think you go, and then right after those three, there's Cooper Cup sitting at plus 1,100. So um, uh, I have it highlighted. I like it as a bet. I really do. Yeah, I mean, Cup is going to come down to um, if he's going to stay healthy the whole season because right. it's not like these get like null and void after somebody goes down, which would be really nice. But you're kind of you're always factoring that in. Um, Tyree Kill stands out at plus 900 to me for sure. Um, just don't trust the quarterback. Tua, yeah, it's Tua. But they went deep fairly often last year, and if they can keep him comfortable in the pocket and he doesn't get completely, like, you know, whopped throughout the entire course of the season, I think he's going to have a really good year again. I think everybody's trying to sell their Dolphins stock. But they also now have Jalen Ramsey. Everybody thinks it's going to be Jets and Bulls or uh, uh, Bills in that division. And I think it's going to be, I think the Dolphins are going to be a, a legitimate contender. Oh yeah. They're going to, they're absolutely going to be tough. I don't, I don't doubt Tyreek Hill, never doubt Tyreek Hill, but 
if you look at Cooper Cup at plus 1100, I feel like there's some legitimate argument to be made as to why you should throw, you know, maybe 20, 25 dollars on this bet. Cooper Cup, his uh, triple crown season, over 1900 yards. He averaged 13.4 yards per reception, had 16 touchdowns on 145 receptions. Just re ridiculous, ridiculous numbers in that triple crown season. And then you have on the playoff numbers also. Yeah. On paper, I think that's going to go down as the greatest full season for a wide receiver ever. I mean, it's, like it, 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 is. it, MVP, it is right now. Yeah, you know, I know, but people don't want to give him his flowers because it's Cooper Cup and he's not like an over the top guy. Sure. So I yeah. think you know, with a little more age to the wine, I think people are going to be more into it. I totally agree, and also you could tack on another three, four really solid seasons with statistics that aren't you know, riddled with injury after week eight, week 10 statistics that, you know, show off over a hundred receptions, show 10 touchdowns, show 1300 yards, like that kind of consistent production over the next three, four years will allow for the league to give Cooper cup his flowers. I think eventually, because it, it hasn't quite happened yet. You're totally right. And like 2019, that was his next best season. Just coming off the ACL tear missing the super bowl. He had 94 receptions, uh, 1,161 yards, and 10 touchdowns. And, uh, oh, by the way, Cooper Cup. He also has the third best odds for NFL Offensive Player of the Year at plus 2,000 behind J Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. So keep an eye on that one as well. That that stands out just in the sense of all, like, so Vegas thinks Cooper Cup has the third best odds to be, like, the Offensive Player of the Year, but the Rams aren't going to make the playoffs. The Rams are going to have seven wins total. Like, and then, like, the very next thing that we're going to talk about is Aaron Donald win Defensive Player of the Year, which, you know, like, that's not, like, compared to other people, it's it it's right up there, like, towards the top. So it's like, yeah. so we're going to have Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, and Aaron Donald and just, like, be nothing? Like, everybody else is going to be crap? Like, I don't know. The Rams are one of the biggest question marks. And I love that people are kind of like on most sports shows are just essentially writing them off. Yeah. So, same. It, I think know. they like that too. I think it's a, yeah. it's a role reversal, right? Because in previous years they've been last year, they were definitely the number one team with the target on their back. Everybody wanted to just take them out entirely. And then this they year did. it's the complete opposite. Let's be the, they and they did this year. It's like, let's be the underdog. Let's have that type of mentality instilled within the locker room and see how far it is we can get within this season. This is the bet that I'm absolutely pounding the table on. And there's some legitimate context to Aaron Donald winning the, the defensive player of the year this year, potentially. Um, so if you're looking at the odds, it's anywhere from plus 2,000 to plus 2,500, whether you're looking on FanDuel or DraftKings or wherever it might be. So he's already done it three times, Nick. 2017, 18, and 2020. And there have only been three players in the history of the NFL dating back to 1971 when the award was originated to win it three damn times. Lawrence Taylor won in 81, 82, and 86. And J.J. Watt won it in, 12, in 2020, 12, 2014, and then 2015. Nobody in the history of the NFL has ever won it four times. Like this is – you look at the names that have won it just twice – Mean Joe Green, Mike Singletary, Bruce Smith, Reggie Wayne, Ray Lewis, like all, all only won it twice, all historically incredible defensive players. This is a massive, massive opportunity for Aaron Donald to, to continue cementing his legacy of greatness and to just do it at plus 2,500 seems like a pretty decent bet. 50 to win um, uh, $1,200, $1,250, or 100 to win 12, uh, 250 
or what is it, 2,500? Like, yeah. I think that's that's a solid amount. And since J.J. Watt retired, he's the only active player who realistically has a shot to win it four times ever. He could be the only player in the league's history to ever do it four times. I think it's worth chasing. It's worth th throwing some money down, considering the type of player that Aaron Donald is. If he wins a fourth defensive player of the year and then somehow puts another ring on the hand, I mean, he's historically the greatest defensive player of all time. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a real case for it to be this year. Uh, like there could be a, a real scenario where the Rams offense is completely struggling and we are kind of back in these St. Louis Rams type of games where the score is like nine, six and we lose. Yeah. Um, but we are shown what Aaron Donald can do like in those St. Louis games. So, you know, I'd like, I'm, I this is probably my favorite bet on the board in terms of Rams bets this year. It makes it, it it's right up there with to make the playoffs at plus two sixty. Yep. This is much better value, so you don't have to go as high with your um with your bet itself. And you know, like if if the year starts coming to an end and the Niners are you know like kind of really solid and you know they're kind of flowing on offense. And, you know, TJ Watt isn't really having a great year. And Bosa's, you know, kind of, you know, in the background to what Trey yeah. Lance was doing. There's going to be real talk for Aaron Donald. To, oh, and you know, 100%. Yep. Entirely agree. I mean, it's, he's gone over 10 sacks in six of his nine seasons so far. Uh, I think 10 is the magic number for him this year. If he can get somewhere upwards of 10 sacks, get to 11 or 12 have a ton, a ton of pressures like he always consistently does, I think he'll put his name in the hat for sure. So that's something that you keep your eye on 100%. Throw at least $5 on. It's not going to hurt. And then uh, uh, QBs. Let's talk about QBs, right? Because the QB award is really just the MVP award because yeah. it's very, very hard for anybody else to win that award unless you're a quarterback. So the QBs that have better odds than Matthew Stafford, it's a long list. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, Trevor Lawrence, Dak Prescott, Tua, Justin Fields, Deshaun Watson, Jared Goff, Jordan Love, Geno Smith, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, Kenny Pickett, Brock Purdy, Kirk Cousins, Trey Lance, and then the disrespect, Matt Stafford. So only 22, only 22 QBs ahead of him. Uh, assume uh, like assumably Vegas is taking into account that the Rams are supposed to be worse record wise than every team we just listed outside of maybe Green Bay. I think they have Green Bay's uh, win total at seven point five. Uh, so yeah, wow, 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 wow. I don't. I mean, I don't think it's worth placing a bet to ha yeah. to have him win MVP because I just don't see that happening. Um, he didn't even win Super Bowl MVP. Uh, so I, 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 I do not see it happening, but there is some <laughs> legitimate disrespect for him to be below a lot of those Justin Fields. You serious? Yeah. I, I actually like Justin Fields as an MVP bet because if he has the type of season Lamar Jackson had in 2020 or nine, whatever year it was, he won MVP 19 and he has proven that he can do that. I, I think that there's a good chance. That, that's a good that's a good underdog bet. But then there's like Jordan Love, Geno Smith, Derek Carr, Kenny Pickett, Brock Purdy. Like none of those guys are going to like legitimately win the MVP of the league. I so. mean, to have Trey Lance above him, when we don't even know who they're going to start, 
Well, that's what, that's what I'm, I'm trying. That's what you, exactly what you said is it's the Rams record wise potentially are going to be worse than every single team's quarterback that we just listed. So, Which makes sense because it's because yeah, it is it's win losses. Yeah. yeah, people want to say yeah. wins is not a quarterback stat, and on some levels it's not. But for awards like MVP, it absolutely is. Yeah, I mean, you have to win at least eleven games, ten games to be considered the MVP of the league. I would assume. I'm going to make a call that we get another Lamar Jackson MVP season next year. I was actually thinking along those lines also. Yeah. I'm also a, a big component on, on Jalen Smith. Or Jalen, uh, I'm sorry, Jalen Smith. Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Yeah. They love to give it to people who already got it because they love yeah. to make the legacy greater. So I think giving it to Lamar, I mean, to me, that's that makes the most sense. Yeah, I think you look at when it. Was, when it was Mahomes – and Hurts, and then Hurts went down. I just before he went down, I was just like, they're going to give it to Mahomes because they want to yeah, give this yeah. guy all the accolades possible because they want him to be the next Tom Brady. So, like you know, so they have that guy in you know Kansas City forever and ever. So right, right, yeah. I think the guys to keep your eye on: Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields. <sighs> Not many others. I mean, obviously, yeah. you you can go Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, but if you're trying to get some good value outside sell, of the top three guys, sell, sell your Josh Allen stock. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's change what's going on up here and the decision making. He's going to be in for a rude awakening. It'll change. It'll change. I have faith in them. I he's got Jalen Ramsey twice a year. He's got the Jets, who he played horrible against last year, but now they have a competent quarterback. Like, I don't know. I just – I think it's time to sell the Josh Allen stock. And yeah, I'm going to be watching him a ton this year, but it's uh, it's definitely noted. All over prime time. We have two prime time games. They probably have like five. No, I think they have six. Oh. Yeah. He's the, he's the favorite to win MVP. So, And then, like, there's some going to be some other player props that eventually come out, but we just want kind of wanted to give you guys a general seasonal guide on the 2023 season upcoming. Uh, then you'll see – as time goes on, Matthew Stafford, total passing yard props, touchdowns, Cooper Cup, total receiving yard props and touchdowns, Cam Akers, Aaron Donald sacks. Um, so just kind of keep your eyes peeled for those. If you feel like you get a low number on Matthew Stafford, I feel like they're going to kind of keep his number around 3,800 to 4,000 in terms of total yards. If you go back to like 2018, he was 6-10, and 10, 2020, he was 5-1 and one with Detroit. I think that, and they, he played full healthy seasons. I think that's kind of some of the numbers that Vegas tries to draw up. I think it was... 2018 that he threw for 3,700 yards and 21 touchdowns and 11 interceptions. Um, and then in 2020, he went over 4,000 yards, 26 touchdowns and 10 picks. Uh, completion percentage was always good. I feel like he'll be right within that range. Cooper Cup could be like, I don't, I don't know, 1,300 yards, 10 touchdowns in that range. Cam Akers has never gone over 800 yards, so that one's going to be a little bit up in the air. And then Aaron Donald Sachs, we talked about, he goes over 10, he's on the sweet spot. You know, he's yeah. he's... He's exactly where we all want him to be. Um, I would take that. I would take over 10 sacks from Donald. Yeah, I think 10 and a half is the number. So I'd, I'd go I'd go upwards also. When they get two halves, that counts as a whole, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, sacks is the only number. And I, well, I guess, no, because receiving yards is a whole number. Sacks is the only number that could be considered a half number. So yeah. You could push, you could you push on that. 10 and a half. <laughs> It sucks. That's ridiculous. 
That is ridiculous. Uh, that's all we got for you guys today. Wanted to keep you entertained this week with some good gambling content, some obvious Rams focused content. Um, and if you're going to gamble, bet online. It's your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines and the latest matchup reports for this year's NBA playoffs. And also, bet online has MLB, NHL, hockey, which is NHL, golf. Uh, UFC, boxing. It's the fastest and easiest way to get getting your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and car games available to play right from your home. Get into the action today, so head to the website and use your mobile device to join and be sure to use our promo code BLEAV to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And make sure that you guys... like and subscribe support the movement we love you guys thank you for listening and as always go rams go rams like and subscribe thank you guys so much appreciate you all peace talk soon